Blog Talk Radio. Pandemic, 
worldwide problem that affects everyone. And number two is offering hope for healing through numerous pairs and providing many services to adult survivors of child abuse. And, oh, boy, okay, intervention, prevention, intervention, and recovery. That's what I speak about most of the time is prevention. And uh, it's very, very important to be able to speak about prevention, but that's not what we're going to do tonight. Um, First of all, I have, uh, you know, Michelle Bless. She is our uh, special co-host, and she comes on once a month, once a month. And uh, what she does is she um, she and I talk about topics, and I also have Lori here. Lori, you can push in number one if you want and see if you come into the right place here. I don't know. But anyway, okay, we can get started. So we're off to a jerky start because of this weather, and I don't know what's going to happen next. But I do want to make mention of the fact that National Suicide Prevention Month, um, that's what we're in right now. September is National Suicide Prevention Month. And that was declared in 2008, right, 2008. And um, it's the 10th leading cause of death among adults in the United States. That's awful. And it's the second leading cause of death for people age 10 to 24. And these rates are increasing, by the way, especially with the young, okay? It's, it's increasing. Mm-hmm. And, and what a shame that is, you know. Um, I get a lot of my information from the psychology today. I was in the CDC before and getting all kinds of information, and they had the nerve to lock me out. Yes, they did. Oh, yeah. Because I was mm-hmm. in a place I shouldn't be. So um, stay out of the CDC area because you don't know what's going to happen. So I'm going to have to get my other computer fixed. But let's get back to topic here because, okay, I don't know, maybe Lori can't get through. But uh, we've got Michelle, and she is the co-host tonight, the special co-host. And if anyone knows about suicide, for God's sake, it would be Michelle. I tried once and got caught and pulled out of the room by my long blonde hair. I had long blonde hair at the time. And uh, Michelle, well, she... Um, had tried, did you say, like, 35 times? 36. I stopped counting after Oops. that. It was more than that. Well, I, yeah. Oh, that, that's amazing. It's amazing that you're here. No doubt. Mm-hmm. No doubt mm-hmm. is right. And, you know, the CDC, I did get a little information. It said recently reported a startling statistic of teen suicide. You see, everything is, is going up. All the bad stuff is going up. And it's because Absolutely. of the world that we live in. It's, it's horrific, mm-hmm. okay? So Absolutely. since this is child abuse, what we're going to do is since it's child abuse, um, we'll talk about the kids first and then go into the adults. And, of course, both of us, we can certainly uh, speak a lot about that. I see a lot of people dropped or they got dropped. Maybe they can't hear or they didn't push the number one. Okay, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, Okay. But we had a nice crew here tonight. That's a shame. All right, so the CDC does mention, you know, that uh, with girls it's up 51%. 51 51%. And that was back, yeah, Michelle, that was back in 2022. So it's not that long ago, okay? That's right, and you know what's higher than that now. And that's right. Because you know what? It even tells why, but I think we already know why. Okay. 
there's too many problems. Kids are listening. You know, the masks are going to go back on. This is what they're talking about. And one thing they say yep. about girls, one thing they say about girls is teen girls rely on social, what does it say here? I can't read my writing. Oh, connections to friends, teachers, schools for their mental health. Well, you know how we gals are. <laughs> we like to blab a lot, okay? And right. if we're... If, if we go back, Michelle, if we go back, if we do, if we go back to um, having to wear masks, and, and maybe in some areas schools are closed and all that other stuff, okay? A lot uh, of and it, that's yeah. a shame because they're talking about it again. You know I watch the news all the time, and all channels of the news, and they're talking but about it. it it's a big states. outbreak. It's a big outbreak right now, especially in, in the Cincinnati. It's a big outbreak oh my again. God. Mhm. Well, that's just new uh, crazy. Mhm. You know, let me tell you something. Um, a couple of years ago, it was all the, the big deal. Uh, by the way, three ten area code. If you push number one, you might be able to come on too. I don't know what's going on with this uh, with this storm and, and this new computer. But anyway, um, a couple of years ago, when when COVID was really hot and heavy and all this other stuff. Um, I, I went to the party. I was invited to a birthday party, and, and three people there had had COVID, and they didn't know mm. that they had COVID. All right, and and mm. one was like coughing all over the place, but she had COPD. So okay, I thought maybe she was just having a bad bout of COPD. But she was the first one that got the most sick and was hospitalized for some time, and she had COVID. And the other two, they didn't have COVID, and other people didn't seem to have come down with it. Now, I didn't come down with it at all. And I was with Mm -hmm. them for six hours, five to six hours. No mask on, none of this other stuff, okay? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. And if you're well, not let going me to add get something it. to that. Yeah, go ahead. Let me add something. Real, let me add something real quick. This new yeah, thing ahead. that's coming out now, it's like some people that don't get it. You could be a carrier, and it doesn't. And it doesn't. And you don't have any. Uh, and you don't have. And you don't have any side effects or no, no nothing. But you can be a carrier. Mm. This thing that's mm. out here now. It's not playing, and I don't know why people was walking around as if the, the, the original COVID disappeared or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this stuff, and, and they've been having outbreaks here and there for a long time without even making it known for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Of this, I do. of this new one that's been out. Yes. You got to be careful. Well, you know, that's all I can say. This is. Oh, yeah. Well, they've got all kinds of things out there now, okay? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's nice the monkey to, thing, yeah. all kind of stuff. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of sexual things going on and everything. And, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's um, you just don't know what to think anymore. So kids, um, when they hear, you know, because their parents talk about it, and maybe the whole family talks about it, and, uh, you know, if these kids are already, um, you know, having issues, okay? It's very hard to be a teenager to begin with. And and so that if you're already having issues of anxiety or depression or um, all these other things that people go through, 
Um, I was clinically depressed at one point, you know, and that's mm-hmm. what the worst type of uh, depression. Then, uh, yeah, I tried to, I tried to uh, commit suicide. So you see, what happens is um, if you're already disturbed, all right, you have issues. Um, you hear all this talk about maybe it's the end of the world. You hear all this stuff about, hey, we've got the green men; they're coming after us again. <laughs> you know, all these things. They've seen, you know, they've seen this and all this stuff. Kids don't know how to deal with this. No, they don't. They don't. No. I've been trying to commit suicide ever since I can remember. Like, I remember at nine. I, well, I take that back. I, I always had suicidal thoughts, but I was afraid to leave my mom because she was mm-hmm. being badly abused. But mm-hmm. it became twenty a 24-hour thing once I, excuse me, once I got out of the, um, once I got in the military, it got raped. At that point, I wanted to die. I tried to commit suicide as a kid, though. Don't get me wrong. I tried several times. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried more once I became an adult, adult literally. Like, I don't, I don't want to live. I remember I walked into traffic and got hit by a car and still believing. <laughs> I was mad. Like, how you get hit by a car and you still alive? That's what I was saying to myself. So many times I took bottles of pills. Next thing I know... I'm waking up to them, sticking a thing down my throat, pumping me to make me throw up the, to throw up the um, the pills, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, that's that's uh, a serious thing. That's a serious thing when kids. You got to understand something. Is that enough with society as far as things going on in society? But look mm-hmm. at the fact of kids who are being abused or teenagers that are being abused. Your our way out is not to live. In any kind of way we can do it, we're going to do it. You know, I just know it was God's grace for me to still be here because I tried, I stopped counting after 36 times of trying to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. And that should let you know that I was still trying to commit suicide after 36 times. Because I felt like the life that I was living, the pain was overwhelming Again, and I'm going to say this real quick. When kids, okay, some teenagers, now let's go back when they're kids. I'm talking about young kids and you being abused. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get help, that pain is so overwhelming. And, Carol, you know this. We relive and actually feel what we endure. So, me, for me, I didn't want to, I got tired of feeling that pain. I got tired of having those dreams of what happened to me being raped by my grandfather or being raped by the commander, all these and kidnapped, all those things that I went through, I just couldn't deal with it. I used to bang my head against the wall. You know, I figured, let me knock myself out. Nothing was working. Nothing. So when you hear people say, and I don't take take that ease, I don't take that lightly. Whenever whenever I hear someone say they want to harm themselves, don't take that as a joke. Take that seriously. You know, I'm on a suicide hotline, and, and when I'm out in the battle or whatever, you know, and, and or people will call me immediately to have me meet them at somebody's house because they with someone who's talking about they want to die. I take that very seriously. Take that I seriously when you hear someone say that. I had someone say, you well, know, somebody was playing. You don't know if they're playing. Go ahead. 
No, you don't. But, you know, I was just going to mention something, uh, you know, with psychiatry, okay? Um, at one time they would say, oh, take it very, very seriously. And then all of a sudden they went through this lull. I'm going to call it a lull because I was working in that field. And, and, and they, they said, oh, they're really just trying to get attention. And, and uh, most of them aren't going to do it, you know, and uh, things like that. And then all of a sudden they realized, hey, stupid, yeah, they might very well do it. And, and uh, too many people were doing it. By the way, Lori is on Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Oh, Lori. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Hiya>. <laughs> are you having that storm? I don't want to talk about weather, but are you having that storm? We're, yeah, we're having a storm. I've actually tried to call in about six times. <laughs> I could not yeah, get see, through. This is nuts. So if all of a sudden I disappear, you know why. It's because uh, I lost my uh, electricity again. So um, it's going to be kind of a nutty night. But, you know, what you said is so, so, so true, though, Michelle. Um, you have to take it seriously. And you don't Absolutely. say, well, he or she is a drama queen or a king or whatever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, because the thought is there. Because I, I had suicidal ideations where, all right, after I tried it that one time, I was 17. And um, I thought Mr. Wonderful, my first husband, Mr. Gorgeous man that he was, that he was going to solve all my problems. Well, when he came home, and he was a monster, came home from the service. And he didn't mm-hmm. see any action. He was over in, in uh, Korea, and the Korean War was over. And in fact, he had he was hiring girls to take care of all of his needs. I found this out later, and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> all these things, and probably living like a king. All right. And uh, so anyway, he came home the minute he walked through the door. I knew that this was not the man that I had married. He mm. carried himself differently, and I don't mean it in a military way. Okay, I used to do that because of detention. I told, I was told to cut that mm-hmm. out. I had to walk, learn how I walk. But you know, um, no, he changed, and uh, you know, I don't think I knew him well enough when I married him. That didn't help any okay. either. Okay, nine months later, and you get married. I don't think so. All right. So you see, um, we make such horrible mistakes so often. When we we come from you know uh, abuse, and a lot of us you know run into marriage, thinking that that's going to solve our problems, and if we have our own issues, uh, you know the, the clinical depression with me, um, and mm-hmm. and all these other things, and then Mr. Wonderful turns out to be Mr. Monster, well that's just going to make me want to commit suicide more. So I didn't actually try again. But my mind would think about it constantly. That's what I called ideations. Mm. That's what How that would is. I do yeah, it? I, I, I was literally doing it. So that, that's a I horrible know. place to be. It's just, it's, and it's, to me, to actually person try to commit suicide is just as bad as someone having no thoughts. Because that's just as bad, too. You know, mm. you have no thoughts mm. of wanting to harm yourself and you don't change those thoughts, it's just fester and fester and fester. And, and that would just literally eat you physically, you know, and mentally, you know. And I'm well, saying it's not that something that I heard. I live. Yeah. yeah, that's if you if we choose to get help. I think right. for me, the, my help was medicating. Not because what, what I was introduced to, it was, that was what was working for me. I, I didn't want to feel. 
I didn't want to feel the pain, and I didn't want to think about it. So I numbed it out, and it was working, and that's why the medication, meaning what I was using to medicate, I did it for so long. And I don't mean overnight. We're talking 30, freaking 40 years, wow. you know? Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's awful. Yeah. That's awful. Horrible. That's, um, Absolutely horrible. It, it's 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 a horrible thing to go through. Lori, what about you? Did you ever try to commit suicide or think about suicide? Um, within the last year, I start, I actually planned um, the way I was going to have to leave, and it was a have to, and it had to do with my son. I'd rather have given up my life so he can be free. So I had to put a a plan into action that I could go to right quick, you know, when I needed to. I just didn't want him locked up again, so I couldn't let him attack me again. That was the whole thing with him. So if he ever got to the point that he he was at the beginning of the summer when he attacked me, I wanted out. I said, I'm already, you know. Wait a minute, excuse me. I'm sorry. Did you say... If your son attack you, your son was abusing Yeah, you? my son. He's um he's mentally ill. Um, he's just more got the homicidal ideations, and he he definitely can get aggressive. Uh, he has yeah. a couple of different personalities, and he talks about like aliens, and his mind isn't where it's supposed to be. So his IQ is very high. So um, I've taken him without the hospital for since he was 15. Mm-hmm. And last summer, I mean, he's been aggressive, whatever, through it, but he never touched me. So okay. I, I was always the one able to talk him down. That's why I say I was my family that I came from was practice for dealing with my son. So they told me, doctors told me one day they, he probably will attack me, um, okay. but I didn't believe him. So all this time, uh, I got him to age 40. I planted okay. him is what I did. I replanted him so, uh, mm. you know, he, he can live, because he couldn't live with the old house. And that was part okay. of what the problem was. And the other part was, I knew it was his medication wasn't right. And mm-hmm. he had a new psychiatrist like three days after this would happen. So I knew why it was because I've seen him that way before. Mm-hmm. So I realized that I really honestly have to put a plan into action because I would never, you know, and I have told him this from when he was younger, I said it, it would you know, I was going to say kill me, but I would have been dead. And so after all the work um, that you did, we did, just to get you out there, I couldn't handle you in jail. And he agreed. Um, he knew what it was like to live on, a, you know, on a psych ward for a while, but the actual jail, he didn't know. And that was because I kept him. They they wanted to put him away, but I I just wouldn't want to do it. So his intelligence so, took over, 
and said, okay. stay home, do what you got to do, see who you have to see, take the meds, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, last summer was crazy here. This is when we decided to move. So uh-huh. between the no medication and it being crazy, he went crazy. So I did go down to the police station that night. You know, not when he called. I mean, when he did it, I waited for him to fall asleep. I had a few hours, you know, safe away from him, and I was just praying that he would not come for me, just stay away from me. I was hoping his intelligence would kick in again. That's what I was hoping for, before he makes the biggest mistake of his life. Uh And he did. We stayed away from each other for about three days. But that same morning I went, this happened around midnight, um, that same morning I went down to the police station to find out how they handle the mentally ill at this point because I hadn't called them in a very long time. And his okay. last episode, we had the, the streets were lined up with cop cars, ambulances, that SWAT position. I mean, it was really bad. So mm. I didn't want that to happen again because that, there's no way to come out of it again. Once he's in, he's in because of the okay. violence. And if he went in, it's going to be either someone kills him or he kills someone because he will not let anybody put his hands on him. And he's very dominant, even though, you know, there's people more. I didn't want, I wanted to live as best a life as he can. So I basically live around him. I've always lived around him since he's been born. You know, whatever it is, I just put me second, <laughs> basically, is what it, his life is about. I have to think of him first. And I did it, and oh. it, it was 40 years yeah, I and mean, then he attacked me. So, okay, yeah, so I had to... So, so wait a minute. So, yeah, so, okay, so all this, okay, so I get the part about your son having these, Mental issues because I have a I have a a, a a a sibling and like that. So my question is: So he was was he always violent, but not towards you, or has he? Well, obviously he's been violent before, not touching you because you said the police and all that was involved. But <laughs> when he okay, you said last year, so you say he was violent towards you. So when you say. So when me and Carla was talking and, and she asked you about, you know, what about you? How do you feel about the suicide? And then you said you thought about it. I mean, I want to I I make sure I understand you. When you mentioned suicide, were you saying that you were planning a suicide for you and your son? Or was it for you? Or what? what, what, what when you it was suicide? for me. It was for me. So he wouldn't okay. have the opportunity to kill me. And then he won't wow. get locked up. That's I what mean, it comes down to. Yeah. I would well, trade no, my just, life so he wouldn't go to jail mm-hmm. or end up in a, man, in a mental hospital. That's what I would have had it done if I had to. Okay, but but no, you don't feel that now, do you? Do you um, still stand on that thought? Be honest. He, he's, because of the change in him, um, I haven't really had that kind of fear. But if he got, like, he used to be in this new house. I know the plan already, and it's it's an all natural plan. If when I choke, if I don't hold my head into a certain position, I'm dead. 
Girl, no, I don't have to natural... take pills. I don't have to do okay. anything with knives. I could do it just naturally. Yeah, there ain't nothing natural about suicide. So I, the I'm way glad. I am and built, also, it I is. Mean, no. That's I mean, what, there's a part of me that you don't know, and that is that I have a crush injury to the front of my throat when my brother decided he wanted to kill me. And I choke frequently. And then also have an autoimmune disease, which is going to eventually close my throat. So I've been having even more problems. And I had to go through speech therapy to learn how to swallow after my stroke. So I know what position to be in, everything about getting the food out of my throat, because you can't really, I can't really scream. So if I don't put myself in a certain position, then I could be dead. Again, oh, I mean, it's happened okay. two times, and then once I drowned. So, yeah, I would, I would not let him go away as long as I'm alive. That would kill me. That would kill me. Think of the stress she's under, Michelle. Okay, her her son does have his issues. I know all about this, and um, I know what it's like to be strangled too, because. Hey, I didn't have one husband, I had two. <laughs> and I'm not going to have a third, all right? I'm easy to get along with. I don't know what's the matter with these guys, and I don't know why I choose the wrong ones. But anyway, yeah, no, the one particularly was strangling me, and I was going under. And um, I had to go for, um, oh, that throat uh, test, what do you call it, endoscopy, um, a couple of years ago now. Because I was having some issues with my throat. When you, when a person is strangling you, okay, it does damage. It does damage. It can. Now she's I'm got ve- it far worse than I do. All right. I, um, I, I'm very, I'm, I'm very aware of that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying, the solution ain't suicide. I don't care what it is. So mm-hmm. I understand where she's coming from, and I understand why she's saying what she's saying. Because that's all she mm-hmm. knows. And listening to her remind me of me, who I was when I had, when I was in that space and when I had those thoughts. Because, see, mm-hmm. so, and, I, and I want you to understand, my sister, suicide was a reality for me. That's why I'm so, have, you know, I'm so compassionate for uh, the work that I do dealing with people uh, who have those thoughts, being on the suicide hotline. I, I was where you are. So, and, and your mind thought is, is your reality. And, your, and, and I tell people, people's reality is real to them. So I'm not, I, I don't want you to think that I'm, you know, that I'm coming. Wait a minute, I hope you can hear me. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh. I, 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 just, don't, I, I just don't want you to, to take, take that the wrong way. But, but I, I'm saying to you, it's not the right way, regardless. And and I won't go into details or anything like that right now over the phone, but if you don't mind taking my phone number so personally where you can call me anytime, like 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 if you don't mind allowing me to have a one on one conversation with you, we can do that. Okay? Absolutely. I I I would rather because this ain't enough time on the radio for me to say what I really want to say. And yeah, not, I had that feeling. Time. I had the feeling. <laughs> it's not that time. So I had to, <laughs> yeah. to take back. But I love you and just know that 
that you know you love. Well, well, you already know you love by Carol. You know you love by Bill. You love you know you love by everybody. But I don't think you ever heard me say I love you, and I'm telling you that I do. Okay. <laughs> you are a sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you very very much. I just want you to know, I know she, thinks the, she thinks the world of you, Michelle. She absolutely does. She talks about you. And and see that? Now now she trusts you, she trusts me. And and uh, like the three of us are like sisters, okay? Um yes, I'm the oldest are. one, but oh well. But well, well, you know, that's all right. <laughs> that's okay, you don't but, look you know, it. Well, I don't act it. That's the big deal. I'm a happy no, I'm person you, today. I'm, I'm giving you. I'm giving you. I'm giving you a compliment to know you don't look it. Do you well, know how many people you. that I know your age that look their age? No, you don't look your age, sister. So, hello, that part. Well, it's got to be from my real father. Okay, <laughs> so I can tell you, <laughs> I have uh, some good genes on that side. I, I don't know who he is. I have a good idea, but yeah. But uh, he has a dimple in his chin, too, so it's got to be the right one. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I'm I'm glad, really, truly glad, you know, that, you know, if you two could have um, a conversation. Um, I'm just glad Lori you shared that because I never, Lori, just to let yeah. you know, I never knew your story. I never knew your story because I, I never heard your testimony. So, oh. so you, you can't see me from behind this phone, but I'm telling you, I was just, that's why I was listening so good. I am so happy that you shared a, a little bit of what you shared. Oh, yeah. That with me you, know, I feel comfortable. I feel oh, very comfortable girl. with you. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you saying that. I want you to. I got you. I, I, got, I, I got your back. I'm your sister for life. So, yeah, so mm-hmm. just get my number so we can talk, Okay. I will. And my story is also on my Facebook page. It's a book that I wrote that I didn't publish. I just put it on a page. (laughs) Are we playing on Facebook? Yeah, we are. It's called The Story of Lori Purcell. I'm going to have to look you up, girl. I've known people throwing up from looking me up. I just never look look at your page. I'm going to have to do that. So, yeah. And I want to share one thing while it's on my mind, Carol. Real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was ahead. watching the national news yesterday. You know how the world mm-hmm. is. And they yeah. zero in in Chicago. It was two guys uh, on a bike, a moped or whatever. And this young girl, 12 years old, was skipping on her way home from school. And one of the guys that was a pastor that was in the back, grabbed for her neck, but he grabbed the gold chain, drug her, and that chain broke. That's what saved her. Because when, cause when it broke and she slammed her face, that's when people started coming out of businesses everywhere to help. But that's what, that's what really uh, spared her for, from that gold chain that snapped out her neck. Okay. Showed it live and how they got the... How they got the video? Well, because it was it was doing business hours and it was in a business area, and mm-hmm. they ran. You know, uh, uh, when the cops came out, they went to these businesses and they played it. They saw it on they 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 had it on camera and they showed it. They want for everybody if y'all know the face because they couldn't get a they got a close they got a close up real good of the driver, but you couldn't see the person that was behind him. 
his face real good because he he was kind of like masked up or you know hoodie and hat. Mm-hmm. But they got but they, but they got that guy. That, I mean I mean in daylight in broad daylight try to deduct that twelve year old girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think mean, that's what I'm it is. You see, like it's, 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 they want they, they want yeah. those twelve year olds. They they want those twelve year old girls. That's, you know, and and and, uh, and guess what? She looked like she was. She looked like I promise you, she looked like she was fifteen or sixteen year old, sixteen years old. Mm-hmm. That's how mature her little body was, and her you know the makeup. I I be telling people, y'all need to watch y'all kids now. They 10 looking 12 or 13, you know, and then 12 or 13 looking 15, 16. Well, you know, like with this article here, they're saying now she probably had, I don't know, I don't know what her makeup was like or whatever she had makeup on, whatever. But it says here girls are under much more pressure than boys because even to look a certain way. Okay, so girls, they they tend to dress a little sexy or they want to look a little sexy because it makes them feel mm-hmm. good and all this other stuff. And uh, and then, you know. Well, that's true because I girls, did. Yeah. So, and they're, they're under all this pressure to, to look a certain way with their face. And social media, it speaks about social media, um, is, is so bad for girls. And, for, and teenagers are screwed up anyway, let's face it. I, I remember what I was like when I was a teenager. But we would have been messed mm-hmm. up anyway because of what we went through, okay? So, mm-hmm. you know, but even if we'd had the best of lives, let's put it that way, if mm-hmm. we'd had the best of home and, and the best of lives where we weren't being abused sexually, physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, um, all the things and neglected, all those things, um, even with the best of the best of homes, because of social media, they have. They want girls to look a certain way, and if they don't look that mm-hmm. way, then they're picked on, they're bullied, all this other stuff, or or the they're the wallflower, as they used to say, right? Or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. The point is, they're not going to fit into today's society of uh, teenage uh, of teenagers of being a teenager, and the the lives of being a teenager all of a sudden is not cool, you know, because they're not going to have good memories. They're going to have horrible memories. So with the pedophiles, with the pedophiles, they want them actually before the age of 13 because they they want them to be, you know, not have much uh, of a body development. And then you have the hebophilias, and and they're the ones that like the teenagers. Now, you say this girl um, was 12, but she looked like she was 15, so maybe you thought she was a teenager. She looked at at 15. I promise. I mean, her body did. When they tune in her face, she do look like she's 12 or 11. But her body, oh no, baby girl, yeah. her body was built like a fifteen, sixteen year old. Well, that's what he was looking at. He, was he wasn't looking developed. at her face. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. he, he was looking. He was looking at her body, and uh, you know you have those different types of varieties of, of people. Ugh, they they want the youngest. They even they, sometimes they want the babies. God bless those babies. Oh, that's a lot disgusting. of them don't live. Um, it's disgusting. I received a phone call, and I, I know what that's like because of the person I was speaking to. And uh, mm-hmm. they considered them toddlers up to three, okay? So it's from birth. They use them in a sexual way up to three, mm-hmm. okay? That's one category. 
And then you have the next category up to the age of, of 13, say, or 12 is actually a good uh, cutoff date. And then you have those that like be teenagers. This gal had the body of a 15-year-old or has the body of a 15-year-old, mm. but the face still of a 12-year-old, you see. Let me, so, tell you about this, let me tell you about this one incident where it was a couple of years ago. The, um, the, um, the, girl, the, the woman's boyfriend, they put him under the jail. So she, okay, she had a newborn, and she met him when she was pregnant because the real father left. But the father came back into life when the baby was born, and he was fighting to, to, to uh, and during his time, he was fighting to get to get part custody. But in the meantime, he was forced to pay child support with a with a with a mother, the girl, the mother boyfriend. She, he was when he babysit her, or when the, her his girlfriend asleep, he would go put put some. Uh, oh my God, what was it? I don't want to say honey. Some sort of uh, something sweet where, where the baby can, you know, would lick and lick it, and he'll put it That's on his right. hand. That's right. And so he was That's putting right. it a lot, and he and the and so he was getting off because the baby was freaking sucking his stinking thing. <laughs> I'm getting the, I'm getting pissed while I'm talking about it, but <laughs> the baby was sucking it, and so and then after three months or four months. When the baby was finally falling, the baby wouldn't take the bottle. They couldn't understand why That's the baby right. wasn't taking no bottle at all. And, That's right. And the baby would literally scream, and the and the baby's body would go in such a so they did tests and they found so excuse me so much sperm. Girl, I'm yes. Getting, I'm getting pissed off. I'm yes. getting pissed off right now. They found so <laughs> much sperm. And the, because yeah. I almost said something, because I thought this, I mean, this is sick. This is a freaking newborn, a baby. It this was so is much the world we the live in. Body. And the That's baby's right. body, it, the, that whole hospital, police judge, court, they were in an mm-hmm. uproar. They put that man sure. under the bus. Yeah. Under jail. Yeah. And the baby's father mm-hmm. ended up getting custody because. They didn't blame the ba- I mean, they didn't show no evidence as the mother being a bad mother or being abused. Okay, but it's like, how could you not know? But I was saying to them, I mean, I was making because they had a chat room about this thing a couple of years ago, and I was saying, look, y'all, when I was being abused, my own mother didn't know, so that's not true. She, I don't feel that she didn't know. I mean, I'm not there, but. The way I mean, because she lost her mind. They said she tried to kill him when, when they told her that. Yeah. Because um, yeah. he's there at the hospital, and she jumped on him. They had to pull her off of him. So I don't know, but that that's the worst case of sexual child abuse. Well, let me correct well, that. Well, that's one of the. I ways. have to, you know, I have to tell you something, and I might as well tell everyone because it's the truth. Um, okay. With little babies, with little babies, that's common. And um, I mean, think about it. Like, like you were saying, you know, when you have a child, a little tiny baby, and, and what are they doing? Mm-hmm. They with their tongue. Their tongue is like yeah. that, right? They they, that's what they do. They, they suck in a lick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these mm-hmm. perverts, mm-hmm. these disgusting monsters. These uh, um, there's another name for them. I, I have my own name, but I won't say it. 
but uh, they're exactly. the ones that like even before, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. You know, I have other names too. They um, they would rub against the child's mouth, okay, while it's doing that, you know, and and they get you know their gratification that way. And they get so off. Of, oh my God, Jesus! Yes, yes I can't. That's right. You see. <laughs> So you have those that like the 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 early children, you know, like the, the they're mm-hmm. under a year old for God's sake, uh, up to mm-hmm. three. They have that in the same category. Not sure if that's quite right, but you know that they should do that. But it's it's the same category. And then you have like mm-hmm. say three and a half up to uh, twelve. Or, okay, because kids aren't supposed to have breasts or whatever because they don't want them like that. That's the pedophiles. And then you have, right. you know, to have a few years where they want the teenagers. And, and then you have the sex offenders. They're all in the same category. They just have different names and different desires. They're like, uh, they're disgusting. That's what they are. They're disgusting mm-hmm. human beings. I have no mm-hmm. empathy for a person like that in any of the categories, any of the age levels. It doesn't matter. Because let me tell you something. They may have their urges and all this other stuff, but they know that what they're doing is wrong, and they don't care. Okay? They don't care, Michelle. Mm. They're going to chase that. They're going to chase that. Uh, like an alcoholic chases his bottle. I'm an alcoholic. I can say that. Like a drug addict mm. chases their, their 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 pills or, or their needles and all this other stuff, and I worked with all I that. Where they were I doing their to, neck that's right. Everywhere. That's right. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Any place where there's a vein, and, and many of them had AIDS and all this other stuff. I worked with all that. Mm-hmm. I know it. But with the sex addicts, whether it be sex addicts or whether it be drug addicts, the craving is still the same. You see, you have to understand. Mm-hmm. But I won't mm-hmm. put it into, yeah, you can say that they're mentally ill. You can say that, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. But the point is they know whether what they're doing is whether it's right or whether it's wrong, and they don't care. They have no they don't empathy. Care. No. They have no empathy for the people that uh, that they sexually abuse. They have none. Mm-hmm. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. that studies many for years. They've done studies and they've come up with all of that, where uh, mm-hmm. the empathy is missing. They don't care. They're just going to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. satisfy their own uh, needs. That's it. Mm-hmm. So it starts from the tiny babies all the way up, and that's just the way it is. Yes, that's the way it so is. So we live in a very we we live in a very sick world, very sick world. Mhm. So these these kids, you know, that are that are grabbed off the bicycles, all right, and all this other stuff, they're taken out and many times they're trafficked out. That's just the way it is. They uh, yeah, some of the trafficking is on the high rise. I had to say that this was happening yesterday, live. <laughs> if it was, if if if, if, it, if it wasn't. A, if it wasn't for her being around these businesses where they had cameras outside, mm-hmm. and they showed it, mm-hmm. oh my girl, my stomach just—I mean, I almost vomited. I was just so upset, and I'm just watching on TV. So I want to be out there. I want to. Um, it's just, just a be terrible, one of those rescuers. If I can just be—I have mm-hmm. my combat boots on and my army gear, and my mm-hmm. and my gloves on. I'd be ready to pound on one of them pedophiles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Seriously. Well, like, you know what? Oh. If you can do it, you know, the, the, it's not just men that go out and do these jobs, you know. The, there's women out there, oh, yeah. too, that are highly trained. You're highly – I don't know if you realize this or not, Lori, but she's very I'm trained. Highly I mean, trained. She's in the service. And, and she's uh, – don't you have your black belt tutor or something? 
uh, third degree, three belts. Three belts. Oh, my God. She's got three of them. Oh, I hope three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I don't mess with her, honey. Awesome the, first time you're, the first time you were on, I thought <laughs> you were awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she talks about you. She does, all in a good way. Yeah. Oh, uh, isn't that sweet? So, yeah. Well, I'm in the gym two or, three, I mean, two or three hours a day. I ain't no joke. I'm a beast in the gym, and, I, and, and it's for that reason. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, well, I, I would, I would want to mess with her. <laughs> I would want to mess with her. I rescued one person. God allowed mm-hmm. me to, just one young, this one girl, this, this, this young girl. I, I, God used me to rescue her. I sure did. I sure did. I got her away from them traffickers. I sure did. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can't you know say what? all that I did. I, I'll say it privately when y'all call me. But yes, I did my thing. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You you changed one person's life, and then that's a wonderful thing. You saved one person's life because in in March, um, I had mentioned this once. It was probably in March. The 900 kids that were coming through the border, they were supposed to, have, you know, they had relatives to meet. Look, some of these people, I feel sorry for the one the ones that have relatives that are going to come to America. They're going to have a better life. My heart goes out to them. Yeah. I had people come My heart go out to them, too. They get Yeah, that's a, that's a different thing. That's a different thing. That's okay. horrible. Mm-hmm. That's a different thing. Those kids, there was 900 of them, approximately 900, that had okay. relatives waiting for them. They never made mm-hmm. it. Not one. Oh, my God. They got taken. They got taken. That's right. They got taken. They got taken. And um, what a horrible mm. world it is, you know. So when these teenagers, they hear these stories, and uh, they hear what the, the parents talking, and, uh, and and then all this scare of, of, you know, diseases out there and being maybe possibly homeschooled again, uh, they certainly mm-hmm. they, they can't go out and be with their friends or, or anything. They can't communicate back and forth except for maybe over the cell phones and all that stuff, you know, the phones. And, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Internet and all that stuff. But they say, for the parents, for God's sake, watch out for what your children are doing. Sit your children down. Take the time. Sit them down and tell them why they have to be careful. I have three guys chasing me right now on the Internet. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. look fantastic. I don't know who mm-hmm. they are. They could be mm-hmm. they, they could be murderers or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to friend them. Mm-hmm. Why should I? I don't know. I don't know these people. If you're listening, I'm sorry, but I don't know you. <laughs> okay. Um, but that's the truth. Uh, yet you have to. You have to be so careful. A you person have to be can. So careful. They'll, they'll 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 describe themselves and tell you about them what you what they think you want to hear. And you yeah. be sitting there talking to a, a trafficker or a freaking. Pervert, a pedophile, or a right. murderer. <laughs> we have to tell our Look. children this, though. The the parents who care about their children, yes, we teach them to cross the street. We teach them not to take candy from strangers. And when they get a little bit older, you, t- you teach them about some other things. But they never get into the nitty-gritty, all right? And, and that's so mm-hmm. shameful for the parents to be like that because we don't live in an innocent world. I keep saying this. We don't live in an innocent world. So if you don't prepare your children, 
you know, for the world that we do live in, you're putting them in harm's way. That's another way of doing it because you're not doing what you should be doing as a parent. And I'm going to tell you something. If parents sit down with their children, because none of us came from backgrounds like this, but not on NASCA, but, you know, if you sit down with your children and you tell them about, I always say, the good, the bad, and the ugly, okay, and you tell them why you're talking to them that way, don't always say just because I said so. That's not good enough. Kids are smart. They have sponge brains. They want to listen. They want to learn. They want to absorb. If you allow mm-hmm. for them to sit down with you and you talk to them and you tell them why you have to be careful of this, the red flags that we have right on our own uh, website, for God's sake, which I'll say in a second. But if you show them that interest, that concern, that love, mm-hmm. Those kids, number one, they'll be better informed, which keeps them safer. Mm-hmm. And number mm-hmm. two, they won't have that empty feeling inside like we all do, and I certainly have it too, all right? I don't like it. I always say I need a teddy bear. I told someone I knew that. <laughs> I know that. I, well, anyway, <laughs> I said I needed a teddy bear. You have that empty feeling inside. Something's not quite right. If you have right. parents that you, you grew up with that, you know, ha- didn't have a problem saying every once in a while, hey, I love you, kid, you know that? I just want you to know I love you. That that makes that child's day. It makes their year, and it helps form their life, okay? Mm-hmm. But if you're a person, you don't educate your children about the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you don't tell them once in a while, hey, I really love you, and you give them a hug, you know, you know, let them know that they're special. Those children exactly. are going to be the ones that walk down the street with their heads down to the ground, and they're not going to make eye contact. They're probably not going to be good with social skills because they're not feeling good about themselves because no one ever mm-hmm. made them feel good about themselves. Exactly. All my friends were like that when I was growing up. I was like that. But I was always a tough one, and I would say, screw you. You don't like me? Okay, goodbye. And I'd walk away, all right? But Mm -hmm. it it was still a lonely feeling. That's that feeling of loneliness that so many of we survivors have, that feeling of loneliness. You can go out and get a dog. You can get a cat. um, Maybe you'll get a person, whatever. But there's that Mm -hmm. feeling of loneliness because that depth of pain, that depth of fear, because a lot of us went through fear, doesn't quite go away, okay? At, um, I, don't care mm-hmm. how much, I don't care how much therapy you have. There's a, a little element, a little tiny element, so that I make sure that my bedroom is very well guarded at night because most of my attacks happen in the bedroom, all right? You come mm-hmm. into my bedroom, honey, and I'm going to get you either at this end of the bedroom or that end of the bedroom, or I'm going to get you at that end of the bedroom, all right? Because that's what mm-hmm. happens to us. We learn fear. And this exactly. article that I'm, I'm talking, this article I'm talking about here, parents, if if you, if you start seeing a, a change in your children, okay, which should have been the case of all of us on this panel, okay, mm-hmm. and all the ones yeah. in, in NASCAR. But if your kid starts behaving differently, maybe they were a bouncy kid, a happy acting kid, and all of a sudden they're not bouncy and not happy anymore. There's a reason for it, okay. Yes, it is. And it, 
and there's a time then to sit down with your kids and say, hey, what's going on? Again, you're building that bond between mother, father, and child, okay? And hopefully there is a mom and dad, all right, that care enough to do that. The kids that are out on the streets today, the kids are, even the kids who don't go out on the streets but have bad lives, maybe they're not doing bad things yet. Maybe they're, they're mm-hmm. more out to do self-harm. You realize that, Michelle? Mm-hmm. The ones that are too quiet mm-hmm. and stay in the house, they're more apt to do self-harm. Um, I'm not yeah, saying oh, it's absolutely. good that the kids, yes, you know what I'm talking about. The kids absolutely. out on the street, they they have like, um, um, they're all together in the head with the same reason, same goal, all this other stuff. And, and they bounce off of each other, and they also, you know, they get high to get. I'm not saying they don't get high because they do. But the point is they're less apt to commit suicide than those kids that stay in their house. And this is why if we start schooling at home again, this is very bad. But the ones who can't, who don't have any friends, they don't socialize well, they have no no socialization skills, um, whether they're lax one way whatever, those are the ones you really, really have to work with and keep an eye on. So they're not talking. They've gotten even more um, internalizing, and, and they're feeling bad about themselves, okay? And they don't want to even try to communicate with the kids outside because they feel inferior. Those kids you really have to watch because... It's all going to be to the ultimate end. They're miserable. And they would rather be dead than alive. Okay? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, That's true. I had several. I had several in my family of kids that, that died at their own hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, uh, suicide is, is such a high rise among kids and teenagers, more so than adults right now. It is. Yeah, yeah. Mhm. I mean, they're taking these lives because that's how much pain that that they are in. You know, that pain. If you don't get help for it, it can eat you alive. It it becomes your reality, and you can't get away from it. And they want it to go away. They don't want to feel it. That's why you have a lot of self cutters. A lot, a lot of that be cutting. That's right. That's very common in kids. You, Mm -hmm. You know. Instead of you saying, well, what are you doing that for? No, you sit them down, ask them what's going on. What made you mm-hmm. do that? Find out what's going on. They crying out for help. You bet they are. They crying out for help. They're, you bet. They're crying out for help. When they cut, they're crying out for help. That's absolutely yes. correct. And if they don't get that help, then they might, you know, really uh, slice the wrist, Okay. Absolutely. And um, and this is where parents have to be better parents. They have to, you know, care enough and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, get me the, the help. <laughs> I said, get me the help. <laughs> I needed help. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. Oh. They have to get the help that they need or they're going mm-hmm. to slice their wrist. That's just the way it is. Absolutely. So um, suicide is way up. Excuse me. It's also up in men. Okay, I found an article, um, I don't know, about a week ago, where it was saying that, and and older men, now I don't know why that, why one has to do with the other. Didn't didn't say, I don't know. It was in psychology today also. 
Um, but for some reason, like the elderly are committing suicide. Oh my God! Yes, that is so true. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's, it's awful. It's awful to watch because or to hear about. I, I think that you know they reach a certain age, they feel useless, right? They feel useless. They um, useless and maybe, lonely. Yeah. And, and, and mm-hmm. maybe uh, maybe they have kids that if they have children, maybe they move far away and they're left alone or whatever. And um, they don't want to go to, like, the senior citizens' homes. Honey, I'm going to tell you something. You're not going to see my, my cute little butt in any senior citizen home, okay? Because mm-hmm. when you say that you're old, now maybe this is fine for other people. I'm telling you about me right now. But if you say you're old, okay, then you're old. Mm-hmm. You're going to be the type, like when I when I go to my daughter's house, this lady is gone now, the, the one that used to be on the street that I'm going to talk about. But every yeah. time she was out on the rocking chair, now she must have been 85, I'd say. That's just a guess. I don't know. But every okay. car that went by, every car that went by, she would take her hand and she'd wave. She'd wave to all these people. And that's all she did all day long. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I don't know what wow. her family like. I don't know what her family like was like inside. If she had one, or if she was the only occupant of that house. But you know, it's a very scary, strange time. You know, for people also. <laughs> Teenage years are hard. Old age years are hard. And if yes, people find solace and friends and all this other stuff, going to, um, you know, the senior citizens' place, that's fine. I'm not there yet. Okay, and I'm certainly not going to sit on a rocking chair and wait to people as they go by. Not, you know, I mean, hey, Lord, you see me doing that? I, I don't think so. No, so um, that's not that's not where I'm at. Okay, I'm just not there, and I don't ever want to be mm-hmm. there. I don't know, but life is a trip, and, and, and it can be a good trip or it can be a bad trip. You know what I'm saying? Because if you mm-hmm. have a good family, if you had if you came from a good home, then you have good memories. So I was mm-hmm. thinking the other day, let me think back at the good memories, you know, that I had. And I was able to come up with times in the city. I'm a city girl. I love the city. I don't know if I love it so much right now. It's too much trouble. But um, I'm not stupid. I'd rather stay in the home than go there right this second. But I loved mm-hmm. the the pulse of the city. It was fun. It was active. I'm talking about New York City. Um, I loved Broadway. I saw over 50 Broadway shows. I did. And um, and I, I loved most of them, not all of them. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. I have and Coney Island. I grew up in New Jersey and New York both because once we moved out of um, New Jersey, moved to New York again, and then we moved back again. It's back and forth. It was really silly. But um, my heart belongs to New York than New Jersey. I don't like New Jersey that much. I really don't. I try to, Mm -hmm. but I don't, okay? Um, So I like to be active. And if you allow for yourself to become inactive because, hey, I'm getting old or something, you tell yourself you're getting old, then yeah. that's probably why so many people are committing suicide. And the men, they're no longer useful. They can't go out and work and all this other stuff, whatever. 
or maybe their health mm-hmm. won't allow for them. So, yes, there's been a high rise in, in men commu- uh, committing suicide, the older men, as high as 85 years old. Mm. That's deep. You still there? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I think Carol got knocked out. Okay. She'll come back. So it's just, yeah, she'll be back. It's just me and you talking here now. Yeah, yeah. our girl just got knocked off. I kind of, for yeah. some reason, I think I heard it, I heard her call dropped. <laughs> but, yeah, as, as Carol was talking about, and she'll be back on, um, suicide is really on a high rise for you know, they say for young kids and teenagers, but I just feel suicide is just bad, period. I, you know, and and that's why I, you know, speak about it to make it known that, you know, it's real, you know. I live with a guy. Um, well, he's actually my husband. <laughs> he's my okay. husband. We're not... We're only together because of my son. So the house is like divided that we're living in. Anyway, back in, uh, this was the day before he was going to be elected as a captain for the EMS or whatever, like the Mm -hmm. night before. uh, I noticed he had stuff on the table which shouldn't have been on the table. Usually his work stuff that goes out. And by 11 o'clock, my son noticed it. So we decided to go up, and sure enough, he's unconscious, um, tried to kill himself with pills. Um, Wow. He was out for two days in the hospital. I sat with him, and I think they kept him another two or three days. Um, Okay. His mother committed suicide, too. It's like, and she was just, have no place, you know, to be. She was alone and felt she was older, you know, older and that she wanted out, so she did. Him I'm still wondering about. I believe he's bipolar, but he wants nothing to do with any kind of help or anything. He just does his thing out there. But it gets to a point when you're with a person that wants to kill themselves that you know and you can feel that they're going through something and, they look desperate enough to do it. It's not a comfortable feeling whatsoever. And a Absolutely. lot of suicides, uh, depending on how they do that, do it, they're not considering other people. And I know this sounds weird, but there are times that you have to consider other people. And my aunt, yes, it would be my great aunt, she mm-hmm. entered the stage of Alzheimer's. So what my okay. great uncle did is he decided, and like maybe tapped her on the shoulder and said, "Hey, today's the day I think I'm going to kill you." Anyway, mm. that's exactly what he did. He shot her in the head. Wow. And then what he did, and he said that he was going to do this many years before. This is going to happen when I get old. So then he okay. went to the police department. He typed up or wrote a note to tell him what he did and where to find my great aunt. And then he shot himself in the police department. Wow. Right in the parking lot. So knowing people like this, which way they go, some are planned, some are done spur of the moment, but they're 
really have to think also in today's time of education that there are family members to consider when you do something like this. You know, mm-hmm. these, these are changing times. You know, if you're a mother and you've got four kids, no, it's not okay to kill yourself. You know, this right. is where you go get help. Stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. The old men, I understand, because they're trained to always be working, and they're probably doing it even before they got a real job, you know, delivering papers, mm-hmm. anything that they could do. And then suddenly they're only left with other people who have retired, you know, and you have to travel to see where they, you know, all are. And that's the stage yeah. that my husband is, is at night. It's like you go... You plan a like a lunch or something, and you, you meet up with the older people. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it just gets so weird the older everybody gets. And what's mm-hmm. scary is how all the kids. Cause I have a friend, and I met her at seven. I thought she was twelve. She was so much older for her years. Beautiful kid, mm-hmm. absolutely nothing wrong with her. Happy, whatever. So I brought her over for the pool. Um, I did crafts with her, you know, back and forth. She was she was awesome. She ended up from from the mother and the father who really went at it, did strange, str- strange, strange things. She ended up as a cutter, adding oh, wow. bullets to all this. And mm-hmm. now at the age of fourteen, just fourteen years old. She is stuck in a mental institution so far. It's been two years um, because she is a cutter. Nobody mm-hmm. would take her on the outside, so she lives in a, in a psychiatric hospital. I don't see oh, how wow. she's ever gonna be normal again because of what those the parents and it all came from the parents. You know that that's the thing to watch too. Yeah, you go to a PTA and you've got this one guy screaming and yelling and carrying on. You know, mm-hmm. you pick up that there's, you know, if he's got kids, they're also experiencing this nut. You know, some mm-hmm. you can pick out, some you can't pick out, but everybody has to watch everybody's kid. Who is ever in your line of sight, you're the one that is responsible to watch that child. You know, it's, okay. it's what we, I don't know if it's going to be termed something or other, but you have to be in the presence, you know, of others. No more singles. No more single even walking anymore. It's just too dangerous mm-hmm. out there. We're losing too many people. You know, when our little kids are going, that's the whole their generation they're taking out. You know, these are supposed to be future leaders, you know, educators, nurses, all that kind of stuff. You know, and and there's like, when they're in school, because they're quiet and whatnot, everybody shines it on and stuff, and they get lost. You know, they get totally lost among all the other ones that are, you know, exhibiting outward behavior Mm -hmm. problems. So they go and they go... And they don't really develop into who they should be, you know. They don't really, I don't know, feel really confident about themselves because nobody even noticed or cared to do anything. So, yeah, stuff has to change for the kids. Back in the 50s, it's not like it is today. You know, it's an unsafe world. 
Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, with you on board, I mean, you are a true asset to this world. And what a gift you have. You know, you cover all bases. You've been there. You've done your healing. You've done all the the work. I mean, I don't even know how you kept your mind after going through what you did. You know, I read your book, by the way. (laughs) Oh, wow. Thank you. I'm I'm almost done with with the book, too. But I'm just so grateful to, and I'm a person when it's done, I'm a person genuine. Um, but I'm just so grateful that God used me and I have to give him the glory because it was him that kept me. And so I'm very passionate in what I do because I just don't want nobody pain or to continue to feel that pain that you can you can heal, and there is no time limit on healing. I'm just, I, I just, I just want to push that. That um, you gotta allow yourself to really feel what you're going through by writing it down, really talking to somebody that somebody that you can trust that will walk this thing with you. And I'm telling you, slowly you'll learn how to pick up. And I would say, I tell people pick up a hobby. For me, I love reading, okay? And I love martial arts and working out. That's that's my release for me, you know? So I tell people whatever you want to do, reading, excuse me, sewing, knitting, painting, whatever gives you peace in that moment is what I would push for them to continue to do. Because that would be a great part of your healing journey. And because you're not holding it inside, you're doing a release, and you have to release that pain because, like I said, it will, not only would it affect you mentally and emotionally, but it would absolutely affect you physically. I have seen people literally get so physically ill because of, of not being healed that it just took them all the way down. They helped, you know. Yeah. I'm one of those people who really have the uh, the medical fallout from everything. Um, as far as I'm concerned, my abuse started the day I was born. So right mm-hmm. now I suffer with the autoimmune disease. And the worst one is fibromyalgia. Um, that hurts your entire body. You know, temperature okay. change, muscles, feels like you're walking around literally with weights and whatnot. And all the other stuff that came from holding in because I was the introvert. I didn't really let it out. I wasn't really the 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 out-on-the-street type person. I ended up basically taking care of my grandmother mostly because she was like a throwaway. So wherever she was, you know, I had to be because that was crazy. I didn't get a chance to do any of the good stuff. It, at that time, it could have been good stuff, but I didn't get a chance to do any of that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. when, you, when you come on and you just totally enlighten me, I get like this little part of my life, this little hole in mine is getting filled in. You know, because you carry a lot okay. of wisdom with you, wisdom and experience, and that's what I go for. You know, so I'm really I, happy I when you come that. on. And I tell people, like, because I listen to people. 
anybody that gives enough to whereas I can see it to help me, I I, I draw to that, you know, because uh, I'm a firm believer. I don't know ev- I don't know everything, and I don't act like I know everything. Like I have met people that act like that. I, I don't like people like that. I just you know I just want to give back what has been freely given to me. You know. So, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here mm-hmm. supposedly doing. That's what we're here for. Yes, ma'am. And uh, when you go out into the world, you know, and you find survivors who are willing to do what you are doing, that that's the best kind of treatment, I think. I know, a person that goes to college gets a degree. I mean, that's all well and good because we have to know all that kind of stuff too. We do need a mixture, but the the best kind of person I always found to be was a survivor. Yeah. So. You're outstanding because you you really have such a interesting background. The your value, you know, can't lose you anywhere. And oh, <laughs> I <goodness>. love <laughs> the way you work out, and that's the way to do it. <laughs> Thank those, you. He does five types of martial arts. <laughs> you know, we taught him basically for his own protection. But I've seen the way. <laughs> that you have to you know, move and I'm like, Oh, this is intense <laughs> No, yeah, that's oh, a wonderful have, way. Have you uh have you looked at my uh Facebook page? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Go okay. okay. I used to play you also sent me Thug Life. <laughs> What's the well, game? I you know what that is, you were you were tearing me up, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that's you. Oh, I mean, yeah, was just he. Oh my goodness, what you doing? Keep be. Oh, okay. You know I'm gonna get you back, right? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> remember, you started oh, it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I did. You know what? I have to say, I guess I did. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think I unfriend you because you kept hitting my page. I'm I'm going to send me a friend request when we get off of here, okay? Yeah, you already have. We already have on friends requests with both of them. I we're think we definitely. I on. want. I got to make sure. I think I unfriended you though because you don't beat me up on my game. I got mad. On what day was uh, that? Thug life. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't notice. <laughs> you got his voice, you know. <laughs> I want to hear all this stuff that you know that you feel that you say. Yeah, I want. <laughs> you send, send me a, Lori. Send me a friend request when we get off of here, okay? <laughs> I will. I will boot up the computer and send it out to you. <laughs> Just don't forget. So you got to send. Me, I got to. I got to accept your friend request again. Yeah. Oh, you, you didn't even yeah. know, did you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I'm telling you, I, I love that kind of movement. I love the power. I love that you were in the army. I mean, I just love, you know, the, the way you handled your life, you know? You could have gone so much in the opposite direction and been, been I, good I, at it because you're, you're trained. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> that is true now. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but, I know, know some few. No, I'd rather hear what you say. 
I know what I say. No, go ahead. Oh, well, for kids and whatnot, I, I mean, I always saw that they're attracted much to physical sports and whatnot. And I'm one of the ones who says that neighborhoods should start up youth programs or wherever and teach yeah. kids to do exactly, you know, what you what you're doing, just for safety reasons and for the energy they have. Plus that they're Absolutely. cooped up. Oh, that's I that's what I do all the time. Yeah. I uh I, I make it my business, honey, to if I can help somebody I, you know, and I just I do it for free. I don't even charge. You know what I'm saying? I make time to uh, help women, some men. I had a, I had a guy ask me to teach him some skills, and I did. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Now let me say that because he was he was real small, and he, his wife was a huge. She would and she would beat him up all the time, and he was so ashamed to talk about it. And I said, don't be ashamed. I've seen his bruises. Now, that's rare that you would hear of a woman who is an abuser. But she was mm-hmm. a big woman. And uh, he was real little. I mean, he was little. And and she was beating him up all the time. And that was sad. And, yeah, but you know oh. what? You know what he told me, Laura? He said when he met his wife, you know, and he said they've been together for uh, for a long time now, but she was taking out all her anger of her pain on him. And guess what her anger was? That she was sexually what? abused as a child. She was sexually oh, abused as yeah. a child, and she was sexually abused for years. And so she now she never got healed from it. So let's imagine now you she's married, and now she got someone that she I'm bigger now. I can defend myself, but she's Beating her, she's beating up the one person who loves her, and he's not the abuser. And now she's, and she don't even see that she, she don't, she don't even see that she's an abuser. Yeah, that's what. And hard I remember part. I said to him, and I, I said to him, I said, "You want me to talk to her?" He said, "No, because, because if she find out that I share anything, she, she'll make me not, you know, come to these groups and stuff no more. So I, that's why I, I haven't interfered. I, I don't want him to." not be able to come and continue to uh, listen and come to the group and get help, you know, so. Yeah, you need that. No, you did the right thing with that. You know, sometimes yeah. I really do want to jump in and, like, just shake people. Like, I, wake I up, this to, is it. To shake their butt, but, you know, I don't want, because, see, our group, it, it's his safety zone. It's his safety net. So, yeah. you know, when he does That's... come and do it, yeah. So I don't want to take yeah, that away well. from him. Definitely, because if they do they do feel when something isn't gone. I mean, when we had our youth program and, and with the club and whatnot, we were literally taking kids that are either abused or at risk. And each okay. one wants who needed credit for college were sent to us. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, we went out, we spoke. I was the, uh, because I wore body braces for my abuse. Um, you oh, know, wow, but I was a good visual, so we got, I got them on the radio, I got them on TV, wherever I were, I was with them. Okay. And okay. just because of the way my attitude was, like, all right, I have to wear these braces, you know, better than a wheelchair, and, but I don't want to yeah. have to look at them like braces, so I decorate them. You know, I did, it became natural oh. to me. So okay. I didn't realize how many people... 
you know, in the biker community when we would go on our runs because they'd come up and talk to me and think, you know, like what we do, you know, because we uh-huh. always had the kids' functions with us. When right. they closed down our chapter within six months, my favorite, you're not supposed to have favorites, but I did, and I got a wonderful picture of her. And she was a promising okay. artist, tattooist, whatever. She got pregnant, mm-hmm. and the others mm-hmm. were on the street. They abandoned them. Oh. And that's really? what it is. Yeah. When you have kids, oh, you can't goodness. do that stuff. They need support. That, that, that is true. Yeah, that is, yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. You that's know, true. Funding is cut from school, so there's no after-school functions for real. You know, and who wants so, to be stuck in the house all the time? But there are things you can do with them. So, yeah. uh, you know, the way this is now, with the computer generation, and they're probably getting used to the lockdowns already. Put the other yeah. things onto the computer for the kids. You know, they they can access things. And that is I guess true. they know better than I do how to get to wherever it is. I'm still fighting with this little cell phone here. I want my landline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the sixty-five years, I had a landline. <laughs> oh. I don't know oh, where wow. to position this thing. I don't know where my mouth is. <laughs> it's know, hard. Wow, wow. And I have to That's start funny. calling at like two minutes to eight because I always uh-huh. mess it up. <laughs> oh, wow, I was really? hoping to be out of the picture before computers came aboard. For real. All right. Come on now. <laughs> it wasn't no time. God still wants you here. Oh, God. And the genius downstairs, I'm like, you know, hey, could you help me with this, please? He says, you'll you'll get more out of it if you learn it on your own. And then he walks out the door. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I got one of those. <laughs> you got one of them, too. Oh, my goodness. Oh now, yeah. See, I mean, if we was near, if we were in the same city, my grandson would have been been over there to help you out. He love, he is such girl. Oh, he's a computer nut. And I he, love I mean, kids he's a like what that. Oh yeah, man, he's a weird. He knows it inside and out. I promise you, <laughs> he knows wow. it inside and out. I used to have mm. my neighbor teach me from across the street because he was so smart. Yeah, we we yeah. always give him money. He would do it for free though, but. I needed it over and repetitive. As soon as he walked out the door, I would forget what he said. So he has to come back. So he worked with me, and I felt comfortable with him. A future generation, I was like, Anthony, this is, you are something else. I said, you are so special. You are going to go so far because you've got that makeup. You've got it. And I think those are yeah. what you have to work with kids for. And, and like, actually look mm-hmm. for them. The one thing the club didn't do, they would ride at night, but they weren't looking for the kids that hang out on the street. They were, you know, looking yeah. for the whatever event. So I was like, you know, we could do more as a group. But, you know, yeah. bikers, they do their, their thing, and, you know, you have to have the specialty thing. <laughs> so. I stayed in there. wasn't planning on ending up there, but um, they asked me to to come, and before I knew it, a year was up. So they passed mm-hmm. me in. So that's where I ended up some of my time. <laughs> so just oh, because okay. I was out of the house so much, 
That's when my husband tried to kill himself. He felt lonely and abandoned. Yeah, he had those issues. And it was true. He had a crappy life. (laughs) Well, he he could be on Ask It Too and tell his story. But he doesn't talk. You know, he really doesn't. Mm. He just just does things in his head that he doesn't share. (laughs) And he he lies through his teeth. (laughs) I'm like, okay. Oh, boy. So that's Mm -hmm. pretty much what I am now. But I think today is, yeah. this is a wonderful night. I mean, I'm sad Carol got disconnected, but I know she's going well, yeah. to listen to it. So she's listening to it, and it's it's nine twenty eight, so we got two minutes. So yeah. I just want to share this for the last two minutes of this for everyone Absolutely. who's been listening or who's in the chat room. Just know that you are absolutely loved by the NASCA family. We all love one another genuinely, okay, and just know that and that we are here for you. If you go on the website, you will see a list of people's names. They have their emails on there. They have their phone numbers on there. You know, for if anyone's in need, they can reach out. Now, I would speak for me personally and for Carol because we do, we do the same thing. We night owls. So you'll, you'll see our phone numbers. Uh, her, Carol is Carol Levine. You know, I can speak for her on this part. And, of course, me, I am Minister Michelle Bless. You don't have to call me a minister, just Michelle. And anytime you need somebody to talk to, please feel free to call. Uh, and I tell people this also. I'll be, uh, I can be uh, quick to, to respond faster. For example, if you call and I don't answer, it's because I probably went to the bathroom or I can be on another line. But if you if you text my phone and say, hey, Michelle, this is so-and-so from NASCA. I need to talk. As soon as I see that message, I guarantee you, when I'm done off the other line or whatever I'm doing, I will immediately call you. So um, you can text my phone or you can call my phone, and I will reach back to you. Um, if you, if you. If you call my number and leave a message, do me a favor and send out a text anyway, too. Because I, I see my text as faster than anything. 